This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Robert Adderholt has now released a statement regarding a Texas judge's decision regarding the abortion drug. Adderholt says that the injunction that was placed by that judge against the Food and Drug Administration was a win for protecting women's health and defending unborn life. Adderholt contends that the FDA is abusing its authority as a federal agency in expediting the drug Mifepristone following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Adderholt says that studies used to approve Mifepristone are flawed and irrelevant. Another judge has issued a counter-ruling to keep mifepristone available to about 17 other states. The whole drug issue will now be presented to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. On Tuesday of this week, law enforcement officers were spotted conducting a raid of bingo halls in Jefferson County. The Alabama Attorney General's Office confirmed the action was related to bingo halls. The facilities where the police presence was witnessed was along Pinson Valley Parkway. AG Steve Marshall has expressed a longstanding disapproval of these operations in that county, telling 1819 News that the gambling venues are ground zero for more serious crimes and money laundering. Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway has refused to crack down on the bingo operations, saying he has more serious crimes to track down, while Jefferson County Commission President Jimmy Stevens says he wants them all to be shut down in that county. A poll was commissioned by the Alabama Republican Party regarding the preference of Alabamians when it comes to seeing the grocery tax repealed or receiving a tax rebate check. The poll was conducted among 1,600 Alabama registered voters, and an overwhelming majority want to see the grocery tax removed. 83% support that option. When it comes to political parties, 70% of both Republicans and Democrats were in support of removing the grocery sales tax and 69% of independents. ALGOP Chairman John Wall says that people here in the state are struggling to make ends meet with the cost of living right now and that the Biden administration's economic policies have brought about an absolute disaster for the elderly and those on fixed retirements or incomes. Another group in favor of the move regarding the grocery sales tax is Alabama Arise. That group took to the steps of the Capitol building this week to urge state lawmakers to pursue a repeal of the sales tax. Alabama Arise has been pushing for this measure for over 20 years. When it comes to other bills in the legislative session, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall wants to see those bills that crack down on gangs and gang violence to be passed. The bills are being considered in committees in the House and Senate this week. Some of those bills would enhance the prison sentencing requirements for those convicted of a gang-related crime, as well as possessing a firearm in the commission of a gang-related crime. And those that are charged with a gang-related crime who are 16 to 19 years old would be tried as an adult. There are new developments when it comes to a convicted inmate on death row here in Alabama. Inmate David Wilson is seeking a new trial. A federal judge has now ordered that the Alabama Attorney General's office must hand over a letter to Wilson's attorneys. Wilson has been serving on death row for the murder of 64-year-old Dewey Walker during a burglary in 2004. The letter that is being turned over to his attorneys is a confession from one of his accomplices, Catherine Corley. In the letter, Corley admits to being the one who beat the victim with a baseball bat during the burglary. Apparently, the jury was never given parts of that letter during the first trial against Wilson. Now the judge is saying that the letter must be handed over to those attorneys. The Mobile City Council has now set a special election date to fill the vacated seat for District 6. Scott Jones suddenly resigned from that position last week regarding decisions that have been made by the council 
to maintain relationships with AltaPoint Health Systems. The date that's been set for the special election is July 25th. The qualifying period for candidates is June 6th through the 20th. Well, good news coming out of Gardendale. A missing female teenager has been located and is in the process of being returned to her family. Well, the very unique retail store in Alabama known as Unclaimed Baggage is now starting a new showcasing venture. The Scottsboro store makes revenue off of unclaimed airline baggage that has been held by airlines for months and never been reconnected or reclaimed by the original owners. Now, Unclaimed Baggage is going to create a museum that will display all of the odd and unusual things that they have found in all of that airline baggage. The store has been operating since 1970, so they have a lot of material to work with, from full suits of armor to shrunken heads to a live rattlesnake that was found in the luggage. There will be over 100 strange and bizarre items on display with a story detailing how they acquired it. The exhibit will be open to the public on Friday, April 21st. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the America First Legal Foundation is revealing information from documents that they have obtained regarding the raid of Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida in August of 2022. The AFLF says that the documents from the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, shows that the Biden White House was involved in the FBI raid of Trump's home through the use of a special access request. Up until now, the Biden administration has denied involvement and even declared that they were shocked by the raid and that NARA solely made the referral to the FBI regarding those classified documents. The AFLF now says that is not the case, but the letter shows that NARA and the FBI worked on a special access request coming from the Biden White House and the Department of Justice. From the first time of that raid, Donald Trump has been very vocal in pointing the finger at Joe Biden and saying that the Biden White House was behind it all. Another state legislature has acquired a supermajority after another Democrat lawmaker switches parties. In Louisiana, State Representative Jeremy Lacombe has flipped his party affiliation from Democrat to Republican just the day after the state legislative session got underway. Lacombe is the third state lawmaker to do so this year. He joins fellow Louisiana lawmaker Francis Thompson in switching parties, as well as North Carolina lawmaker Tricia Cotham, who also gave that state a supermajority with her decision. And over in Wisconsin, the state legislature there has a Republican supermajority following a special state Senate election with Dan Nodal winning. The governor of Kentucky is having a very bad week. Not only did he lose friends in the recent bank shooting that happened in Louisville, but now a federal appeals court has awarded three plaintiffs $270,000 in attorney fees that must come from the governor's office. Randall Daniel, Theodore Roberts, and Sally O'Boyle sued the state of Kentucky in 2020, for being told to stop attending worship services and instead quarantine from the COVID-19 virus. The three sued Democrat Governor Andy Bashir for violating their constitutional rights. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals determined that the governor could not place prohibitions on in-person worship services in that state. And just this week, they also upheld a lower court ruling that awarded the plaintiffs the money in this particular case. One of the plaintiffs in this case, Roberts, responded to this ruling telling the people of Kentucky that if they don't want to see their taxpayer money go to pay off the governor's bad and unconstitutional decision, then they must start electing a leader who actually follows the U.S. Constitution. 
Well, if you already find artificial intelligence known as AI to be very scary, then this next story is going to absolutely terrify you. An Arizona mother received a phone call in which she heard her daughter's voice claiming to be in a hostage situation. Jennifer DeStefano took the call seriously since her daughter had just gone on a ski trip and she told her story to Arizona Channel 3 News. I pick up the phone and I hear my daughter's voice and it says, Mom, and she's sobbing. As what happened? And she's like, Mom, I, I, I messed up. And she's sobbing and crying. And then I hear a man's voice say, put your head back, lie down. And then I'm like, wait, what, what's going on? And this man gets on the phone and he's like, listen here, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs, I'm going to have my way with her and I'll drop her off in Mexico. This man on the other line was demanding ransom money for the release of that daughter. And at that moment, I just start shaking. I'm like, what? In the background, she's going, help me, mom, please help me, help me, and falling. And you have absolutely no doubt in your mind that that was her voice. Oh, 100% her voice, 100% her voice. It was never a question of, you know, who is this? Or it was completely her voice. It was her inflection. It was the way she would have cried. I never doubted for one second it was her. The cyber criminal had captured just an audio snippet of the daughter's real voice and had used AI to clone her voice in order to make this dialogue seem real. Fortunately, the family notified police immediately upon this phone call and confirmed that their daughter was alive and well and not in a hostage situation. She was upstairs in her room going, what? What's going on? What's going through your mind that second? Then I get angry, obviously, with these guys because this is a very, this is not something you play around with. Wave of relief, though, I'm sure. I literally just sat down and just broke, broke down crying. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast as host Brian Dawson sits down with the Mises Institute and Tho Bishop. And what I love about the Institute is that we, we very much have that sense of mission and kind of heroism from many of the scholars. They're not simply intelligent people, but they were very heroic figures. They, they never bowed down. Um, they, they, they never uh, erred from stating the truth, even when it made them unpopular. And so there's something about that spirit coupled with uh, the way that economics teaches you the, a, a fundamental truth, which is who is ripping us off. Yeah. That's why government schools don't do a good job of teaching it. It's why we need people to take that same initiative on their own right to educate themselves. And that's what we try to do with the Institute and all of our content. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you there. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 